Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we discuss the importance of a degree versus flight time. But before we begin, a, a few announcements. First of all, this is my first recording from the studio here on the Sun and Fun campus. We're right here at Elevate. Uh, it's a business incubator, and if you want to learn more, you can actually find out more uh, in the sunandfun.org and also at the in the podcast and the show notes. It's uh, We're really excited to be here. I'm uh, solo today, but uh, we will be having some guests here because we have a, a large recording studio that we can use here on the Elevate campus. Uh, but with that said, if you have questions, because all these that we're going to talk about today, uh, all the discussions today are questions that have come in, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, we updated our recommended reading list, and that's at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash recommended reading. Uh, we put some information there to get you ready for your interviews and get you ready for the airlines. But anyway, let's get started. Uh, we have uh, one question that comes in, and uh, it's from a listener. It says, hey, Carl. I know you're a busy guy, so going to keep it short. I'm working on my private pilot right now while I'm working full-time. Just began using the King Ground School, and as soon as my flight school gets back to me, I'll start lessons. Do you think I'll have trouble finding a pilot job if I don't have a degree or college under my belt? In your podcast, you mentioned building time is the most important. But I'm wondering if I have to start working towards a degree later on to get more lucrative job or if just having the hours and experience in the air will be enough to land one. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, when is a degree uh, essential? And a degree is essential more so if you're looking at uh, moving on to more of a uh, job that's uh, more in the management type of uh, realm at the airline. There's a great, great question. But again, the most important thing is flight time, flight time, flight time. Uh, and as you can tell, I mean, the FAA has changed their standards. You know, everybody that's getting hired at the airlines now needs to have their ATP or a restricted ATP. It used to be all you needed is a commercial license. So now they've upped the up the ante, saying, "Hey, flight experience is much more important than than a, anything else." Uh, and that's very true. Except there is one thing that they have done is they've they've changed it so that you can get a what's called a restricted ATP, because you know the ATP you have to have fifteen hundred hours uh, and also be twenty three years old. What they've done is reduced the age and they've also said, hey, if you got a four year degree. Uh, we'll actually reduce the number of hours you need to get your restricted ATP so you can get hired with an airline. They changed the rules. Now everybody has to have an ATP or a restricted ATP. I'm not going to go into whether I agree with this or not. Uh, I will say one thing. The most important thing is uh, talent and training, and that is the most important thing to me, uh, not so much the number of flight hours. I'll give you a good example. In the military, you have people soloing fighters in less than 250 hours. Hours. And that has to do again with talent and training. So we won't go, we'll do that in another podcast possibly. But let's just talk about hiring and what's most important for you. The flight time is the most important thing. So one of the things I do suggest though is maybe do both uh, while you're moving forward in your career. Make sure, though, that you prioritize flight time over that degree. For a good example is Robert Geyer, and I, I'd love to have him back on. He's, he uh, has been a, a part-time uh, c 
co-host on the show. And what he did is he went, got his associate's degree, and then he wound up getting a job flying and flight instructing. And then after he finished that, he went on to the regional airlines. When he was at the regional airlines, that is where he actually finished up his bachelor's degree. Because back then, to get hired by a major, you definitely needed a bachelor's degree. Those things have changed. Even the last holdout, Delta Airlines has said, you know, we don't need a bachelor's degree to get hired here. But the reason I say that you should get your bachelor's degree eventually is that what you're trying to do is prepare for those contingencies. And those contingencies are when there's a downturn in the industry. A good example is that uh, during uh, the last pandemic, during uh, the downturn in 08, the requirements for pilots to get hired by the majors went up. And, you know, back in back in the day, I mean, it was like 10,000 hours and, you know, you had to have a thousand hours PIC turbine to get hired by a major. Nowadays, it's basically you need to have your ATP and 1,500 hours, no degree required. And that's because we're in a hiring environment right now and there's such a demand for pilots. In general, there's going to be this demand for pilots because of the fact that the, the being able to fly uh, has really been democratized. In other words, many people are able to access the aviation world and the flying uh, public can actually go and fly to places they couldn't before at a much cheaper cost than before. In other words, it hasn't kept up with inflation, the cost of flying, which is is actually good uh, that there's so many low-cost carriers that are out there and the fact that many people can afford tickets. What does that do? That means that there's more airlines that are actually going to be formed and there's more people that are going to be flying. It's all about how many people are flying. So that's been great. Um, the downside, though, is the fact that you know we have cycles and we have business cycles, we have world events, and there are downturns uh, in the economy. You know, everybody talks about the pilot shortage. There's been pilot shortages for since the start of aviation. Uh, some are greater than others. Believe me, during the pandemic, there was no shortage of pilots uh, because nobody was flying. So at that point, it paused, right? But the, what, what they're talking about, I think, during this pilot shortage, and many people are alluding to, is the fact that we aren't training enough pilots fast enough. Thus the reason a lot of people have gotten rid of all those degree requirements because we just aren't training people fast enough right now. There's not enough qualified pilots. I talked about this uh, a decade ago as far as what the pilot shortage is. Uh, it's the, the, it still holds true. Again, the most important thing for you is to get your licenses, then work on your career. I'll give you another really good example before I move on to the next question is that say you're an electrician and you want to go out and work on your own and you need a license for that. Well, to get that license, you, a lot of times you needed some experience. Uh, you have to take tests for that license. But the degree doesn't matter in that case. It's the same thing in aviation. You need a license, and in all these different license fields, like a plumber, et cetera, you need that license to be able to go out and, and perform those duties. So just remember this, is that we as a pilot at an airline, we're kind of like a, a gray-collar job. And what is that? That's kind of a, a mix between a white-collar and a blue-collar job. You know, we're, we're, we're trades people, and then we're also people that are are involved in a very professional atmosphere. And, and that professionalism comes through. And a lot of people think that, well, to be a professional, you have to have a degree. That's not true. Being a professional, people have come from all backgrounds. And I think it's important to recognize that. There are things out there, though, that you will need a degree for if you want to become a professional. A good example is 
lawyers, uh, doctors. Uh, you'll need a degree to go to medical school, that type of thing. So sometimes I think what happens is you know, our families want to help us out and give us advice as to what to do. And what we should do is get those that degree. And, we, and they don't realize that the most important thing for you is to get flight time. Because I've seen people with dual PhDs that can't fly for the airlines. They can design a plane, but they can't fly because they've never flown an airplane. They have no flight time. And that that is very important to realize. But I highly recommend, though, getting your degree eventually because during the downturn, again, we're pilots. We actually are working on contingency planning, and that's for your contingency planning. doesn't matter which, uh, what field to get the degree in. It does not. Uh, having a degree in aviation gives you a much more robust uh, background in aviation and enables you to actually maybe become more of a deep thinker within certain realms of aviation, but you don't necessarily have to have, and you definitely don't have to have a degree in aviation to get a job in the aviation field. So anyway, hopefully that's helped you as far as, you know, flight time, degree, what's more important? Flight time, of course, is more important, but after that, work towards the degree. Thanks for the question. Uh, moving on to the next one, we have one a question about the scholarships. Uh, it says, I bought your book, Aerospace Scholarships. I read them all, and unless I'm not I'm not reading them right, I didn't find any that worked for me. I'm hoping you might have some advice. I'm 51-year-old, uh, white heterosexual male working uh, in a career field. I do not plan to go to college. Instead, I am uh, plan to attend a private flight school while working full-time. Do you know of any that I may qualify for? Yes. Look more towards the non-traditional scholarships. Traditional scholarships are usually for you know younger people, 23 years old and younger. Younger. And there are very specific um, scholarships that uh, will actually uh, look at different things like your 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 age, uh, your your sex, your um, background, uh, if you're a certain race. Uh, there are those and and religion. There's there's all different organizations out there that put together scholarships that are specific for those different arenas. And I, I get it. There's there's not many out there for older people, uh, but there are a lot of non-traditional scholarships that are coming up now. And I think more and more people are trying to do those. A good example, uh, AOPA has a lot of non-traditional scholarships. Women in aviation, you know, it sounds like it's just for women. That's not true. I mean, they give a lot of scholarships out, non-traditional uh, type of a learner. And the non-traditional learner is yourself. I get it. You are are going to have a, a tough road ahead. Uh, and, you know, you knew that getting into it, right? You're 50 or older and you're moving into this field. But I would keep looking. Don't give up and uh, keep looking for more and more of those scholarships out there. Uh, we're actually, um, I think we changed the name already on the scholarships. Got to go look again. It's supposed to say non-traditional scholarships. I, we had one that's called Scholarships for d- Adults, and that didn't really work well. It's actually non-traditional scholarships that are out there. So start looking at those on the internet and more and more are coming because I'm out there and an advocate for the more that knows non-traditional scholarships. Anyway, hopefully that helps. You can go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. By the way, people ask me about those free scholarships, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. If I tell you now, by the time you get out there, they'll be gone. Those free scholarships are are done through the Pay It Forward program. We have a Patreon account. We have people that donate. We have sponsors. And a lot of those people give money so people can have, get scholarships for free. If someone gives us like 50 scholarships that they want to give away, 
those will be gone within a month or two. Um, normally, you know, we're maybe three months possibly. And if you're someone who wants to help sponsor, uh, by the way, if you buy 50 scholarships guides uh, that can be given away through the Pay It Forward program, we'll make you a sponsor of this show and we'll advertise uh, your product, your service, or we'll actually uh, mention uh, an organization maybe that you're trying to support. Uh, so check that out, uh, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. Anyway, hopefully that helps. On to the next question. Uh, this is about an apprenticeship question. It says, hello, I recently listened to the podcast in regard to getting a bachelor's degree or not. My situation is a little bit different. I'm currently in a different career field, but have started flying and really enjoy it. That's awesome. Good for you. I am planning on making a career change in hopes of flying for an airline one day. As far as education goes, I do not have a bachelor's degree, but I did complete a one-year technical diploma in my particular field and then a four-year state indentured apprenticeship that consists of classroom instruction as well as work experience totaling 8,000 hours. The entire process took five years to complete to become a state-licensed journeyman. My question to you is this. How do airlines view apprenticeships? Do they get any recognition? To my knowledge, most of the time airlines are looking for at the bachelor's degree as a gauge to see if the candidate can see something through and stick with it. Yeah, they're looking at the bachelor's degree, and I do too. Uh, I like to see someone who's gone through something formal, like your apprenticeship, uh, to see that they actually can stick with it and that they can stick with a rigorous training program. Uh, he continues, I know some employers look at completed apprenticeships as bachelor's degree equivalents. I'm excited to get your feedback on this question. Thank you. As far as the recruiter, okay, you talked about employers. Uh, the best way to describe this is more the recruiter because employers have many different recruiters. It might be one, they're the whole department, or it might be dozens. But those people, those recruiters, they're, they're people, right? And they're, if they're, you're me, if I was the one that was recruiting you at the airline, I'd be like, this is amazing. You did this apprenticeship. I know you can stick with it. I know that you can go through a rigorous training program, which you will do when you come to the airline, and that's good for me. As far as somebody that hasn't done that, um, it, it all depends. I mean, it really you can sometimes gauge somebody based on what they've done in life. It doesn't necessarily have to be a degree. It can be certificates. Uh, they could they could be excelling in what they're doing in aviation. I'll give you an example. If you have somebody, if I have an applicant that I'm looking at and they have no degree, uh, but they have all these different certificates and they've accomplished a lot. Maybe they've become a master flight instructor. They've gotten their gold seal. They've done many different courses. They're involved in the FAA safety program. They're doing all these different things that are in aviation. And those are the people that we look at that are people that I can tell have made it through a, a rigorous program to able and are able to make it through an airline training program. Interestingly, uh, making it through, we can talk about this on another episode, making it through an airline training program, again, it goes back to talent and training. Uh, do you have the talent to do this? Uh, there's there's a wide range of talents out there that are that are applicable to the aviation world, and uh, not everybody is Top Gun. Not everybody uh, is going to be the best pilot in the world. But you know, we're looking for pilots in general that have many different aspects that that move to this field that actually work well in this field. Uh, being able to multitask, being able to communicate is important. Uh, being able to actually physically fly an airplane. That's important also. There's many of those aspects that are involved in this field. So uh, those are the kind of things we look at. But as far as your in, uh, you know, apprenticeship, oh, yeah, you know, pow more power to you. I mean, that's, that's terrific that you've done that. You've put in 8,000 hours. I would stress that, though, in an interview. 
And, uh, and also, if they ask, are you looking at getting your bachelor's, you might say yes. Um, but I will say this, I see a lot of folks that don't have their bachelor's degree, and, uh, and they do just as well at the airlines. Uh, I will say one thing, though. I'm a big proponent, uh, and through this whole talk now, you're probably thinking, Carl doesn't want you to get your bachelor's degree. I am a huge proponent in getting an education, because getting your education in life in general, it helps you move forward. And you'd be surprised at the things that you learn in school. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it's socialization, obviously, if you go to a college. But a lot of those things that you learn in school actually give you a much more robust life and will help you move forward, say, if you want to move into management. A good example is, you know, I, I studied art history. I didn't finish my, my uh, bachelor's or associate's in art history, uh, my minor, but uh, I was meaning to. I just only went to school for three and a half years to get my bachelor's. But with that said, all that interesting information that I have with all that art history, when I go somewhere, I can actually recognize things and recognize paintings and sculptures and architectural designs, which are incredibly interesting to me. And when I'm going out, I can have a a much more in-depth conversation with those people that are out there. And a big part of this job is being able to relate with other people. And uh, and that's really when we're hiring somebody, yeah, we want to make sure that you're someone who can fly the plane, uh, you're conscientious, you're safe. We also want to know that you're somebody that we can be in the cockpit with and fly with for a whole five-day, four-day trip, and that is super important. In the theme in this whole conversation, all these emails that have come in, uh, we're looking at most of these people being more non-traditional type of listeners. And it's really important to me that you keep moving forward in your career and and reach your goal. You know this is what you want to do. You know that you have a passion for this. But now let's take that passion and put it into progress. Turn passion into progress towards your career goal. You know, a lot of people say you should pick a career that makes money and that's it. I don't think that's true. I feel that if you're passionate about something, you can actually excel in it. And sometimes you may find out that that whatever it is you want to get into, what you know, whether it is selling fish, which I did many years ago, I didn't realize how passionate I would be about selling seafood and, and trading seafood internationally. I didn't know until I got into it. And you won't know until you get into whatever career field you're in right now. Uh, and that could be, you know, if you are a police officer, you didn't realize how passionate you were about being a police officer. But now you want to be a pilot. You are a fireman. Now you want to be a pilot. You're a computer programmer. You want to become a pilot. You found this new passion. Now you have to turn that passion into progress. And to do that, what you need to do is this. You need to every single day do something that will move you towards that career goal. It could be anything. It could be something small. It could be listening to this podcast, getting on YouTube and listening to the folks on YouTube, listening to all the other people that are so passionate about helping you move forward in your career just like me. And I really hope that you will take this to heart, that you can turn your passion into progress. You'll move ahead in your career. You'll build your flight time. And you will get to where you want to be in the airlines, in your aviation career, and in your life. I know you can do it, but you can do it by doing this, taking one step today to move forward in your career. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream. 
and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.